What's up, Gumbo listeners? Demetrius Malbro here with another Data Protection Gumbo episode. And this one is titled The Disruption of Backup and Recovery. And to drop some valuable gems for us, I have Usama El Hiali on the show, co-founder and board member at Definer. Usama has over 20 years in the backup recovery and storage industry with previous roles as Chief Technology Officer at ArcServe. And he's also held senior roles at Dell EMC, Carbonite, Symantec, and Veritas. So Gumbo listeners, Usama will be providing his input and view on the backup and recovery industry, where it's headed, and some of the emerging technologies on the horizon. Uh, ransomware highlights and a bonus conversation on blockchain and so much more. So sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Gumbo, Usama. How are you? Very good. Thank you for the invitation, Demetrius. I am excited to be uh, in your show and exceptionally uh, glad for the timing because today we can chat about data protection without uh, any corporate attachment in my part and present a holistic view of an industry where you and I spent a couple of decades without endorsing or representing any uh, or feeling any obligation towards a corporate entity. Absolutely. I am sure the Gumbo listeners will also appreciate an, an open and transparent conversation without any of those uh, other attachments as well. So we just want to get to the bottom and see exactly, you know, where things are headed with the industry. And so I guess that's my first question is, let's start from the top. Um, so where do you see the data protection industry going, like within the near future? That's a good question. Uh, there has been a great transformation or what some people may call an evolution in the data protection industry. Mm -hmm. You know, if you remember just a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, we used to call it the backup and recovery and then the data protection um, name and, you know, started to make its presence because uh, people started to look into the possibilities of, do I want to protect my data only against um, loss or do I want to protect it holistically against loss, misuse, um, you know, unauthorized use, um, ransomware, etc. And I think today it makes more sense than ever before to call it and attribute to it the uh, terms of uh, data protection because it, it is that's what the need is and it's more encompassing than ever before right yeah i i totally agree with that as well and just also from some of the things that i've been seeing osama is that across the landscape uh, things have changed a lot, and yet things have changed in kind of a small fraction. But m maybe I'm a little little too close to all of the technologies that are going on. What are some of the emerging technologies that, um, that you're seeing? And from your perspective, what are they addressing? Yeah, so I would say, you know, the uh, changes that you're seeing are probably can be categorized uh, into distinct categories. One, it's the technology evolution. So we saw the uh, migration from tape to disk to cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw the introduction of the appliance in all these activities, right? But I think the, the, the key element that um, I would say is that has changed or um, evolved very, very rapidly is the presence of technologies like replication, DRAS, you know, things uh, that are 
technologies that are addressing uh, in, in combination with virtualization and cloud the need to have your data available within a few seconds. So you re remember the time when you know you'd back up once a day, um, or you do a full backup once a week, and then you do incrementals on a daily basis. And you know if something happened, you wanted to recover something, uh, and it was from eight hours ago, uh, that was fine. That's becoming uh, almost uh, inexistent, especially in environments where you have an online transactional-based uh, organization. You know, think of a retailer that does a lot through their uh, online. You know, they, they can't afford to have their systems down for more than a few seconds. Uh, and, and certainly, um, even that can be uh, disruptive and, and uh, financially hurtful to, to the organization. So, yeah, so DRES um, has introduced a, a, a really, uh, addressed a, a really good um, part of the, this need. It gives you opportunity to geographically distance your backup, which has always been one of the fundamental principles in backing up. And, you know, we always tell people, um, you know, three copies and you know, two in different media and one geographically distant or at least one. So, you know, having it on the cloud, right? And then doing synchronization, you know, every 15 seconds or, or whatever gives you that um, opportunity uh, to um, have your data backed up safe, but also, um, you know, accessible uh, in a very, very short period of time and being able to move your systems, you know, from your data center to um, another location, uh, you know, almost uh, instantaneously. Okay, and you you also mentioned having your data safe, right? So that's that's something that's really key right now, especially during COVID nineteen and the pandemic. You know, it has definitely shined a, a spotlight on you know cyber threats and you know things like ransomware, right? And a lot of people working from home. So uh, let's let's find out, I guess, from you and your perspective, I guess, what role does data protection play in in combating ransomware from your vantage point? Yeah, so the ransomware um, has become, um, ha has grown uh, and continues to grow, or, you know, rapidly. Uh, I think it become, it, it has gone from a, a hobby for certain people uh, with malicious intents to um, almost an industry, if not, uh, you know, a full industry here that generates millions, if not billions of dollars based on um, these, um, you know, malicious activities that uh, target people's data and, and, and ransom it. Now, backup and recovery have always been, you know, that last line of defense and a very, very good and strong uh, mean for people to um, beat uh, ransomware and, and the hackers. And, you know, you could, you could um, approach it from a, a, you know, prevention is probably the, you know, the best way. But when, it, but when everything else fails and you get to the point where, unfortunately and sadly, you have that uh, red screen with the lock and, you know, the Gmail address that um, you need to send an email to to get your keys or send your uh, cryptocurrency, then I think one way is to ignore it and go to your backup. Um, and especially, you know, we talked about some technologies like replication and DRS, you could go as close to as the last minute or two and be able to, uh, you know, restore 
your activity, the most critical, you know, data, the most critical apps, and ignore that 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 ransomware. I mean, there are certain procedures you have to follow, right? And, and this has to be part of the of your uh, recovery plan, where you would, you know, shut down um, interactions externally. You would. Um, uh, make sure that a malware, you know, is, 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 has been removed and you identify the source of where, how this started. But uh, you do have a copy of your data and in some cases, you know, the ability to switch your applications to a, a different platform where you uh, can recover your activities without having to um, respond to, to the ransomware. And that's probably what hurts um, uh, ransomware the most is when they um, have become very sophisticated and they've spent a lot of time trying to target people and when they do target them uh, th that uh, attempt fails um, you know that's not good return on investment on their part right so so that's um, that's the role that um, data protection like I said from the very beginning it played uh, I think it's becoming more sophisticated in the sense that um, in the past perhaps you had the ability to recover your data, but you maybe went to the monthly backup or maybe the weekly backup. Uh, now, with some of the new technologies, you have the ability to, um, you know, go as uh, maybe the last hour or two hours or whatever that time that uh, you are choosing prior to that attack that you consider a safe uh, return point. Okay. Yeah. And. You you mentioned DRAS a, a couple of times, so just to clear that up for for the listeners, that's disaster recovery as a service, right? That that's correct. And uh, you know, one of the things that I uh, forget to mention about that is that, in addition to the technological benefits that it offers and the uh, value proposition that it uh, proposes to. Uh, for, for businesses in terms of uh, the speed of recovery or the, the instantaneity. Is that a word? <laughs> the in, instantaneity. <laughs> it is today. In, in instantaneous nature of being able to, uh, you know, go back to your uh, normal operations. It also um, has the component of being a subscription. Uh, it can be uh, provided a subscription. And, and that that makes it affordable uh, to a lot of organizations, especially in the mid-market. And it has also made, you know, there was a little bit of DRAS and, and maybe there is still, uh, you know, managed DRAS where large organizations will manage your data for you for that purpose. And they call it disaster recovery uh, service. But now this can be done with some of the new technologies, some of the new tools that are being offered here by some of the emerging vendors. You can get this uh, as a subscription. It's very effective and it can be, um, can be, you know, helpful. Um, the, the, um, the, the acronym, the, the DRAS thing, I'm glad you clarified it. I've had people refer to it as DRAS, mm -hmm. DRAS, and Dr. As, and <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's DRAS, <laughs> right? Yeah, some sometimes we get a little crazy with the with these acronyms in the technology world, right? All these different, you know, X as a service, and it it, it just gets ridiculous. But that that's a part of being in te in the technical world is that you you have to keep up with <laughs> you know the acronyms and all all the latest trends. So that's that's exactly why we have you on on the gumbo today too hopefully make us all a little bit smarter, right? So, and just kind of leading into that as well is that, 
right now there there are a lot of players out there. You mentioned that is that there there's not a shortage of the different solutions, the different companies, uh, the different platforms and software as a service, et cetera, that that you could use to protect your critical data. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of, I guess, turned into such a like a commodity, right, with, with data protection and backup and recovery and all of that. So a lot of flavors out there. What, what do you see as the the next disruption? You know, what's what's heading data protections way to kind of um, head it off? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So if we take a step back and we look at like, you know, what are the fundamentals of a backup application and how um, how one application differentiates itself from another, basically uh, there's three basic fundamentals that this whole entire industry has been based upon. One is a backup application has the ability to move the data. That's the data mover. It allows you to backup and recover. So it's like an engine. They go forward and you go back. A scheduler. So you have to schedule this movement. So it's happening, recurring on a, uh, an intervals that you would determine are, are suitable for your business. And then the third thing is to catalog this business, uh, to catalog the, uh, the data. So it, when you have these three components, you basically have the fundamentals of a backup application. Now, when you look at you know uh, all, all these companies and all these uh, solutions and applications that have come in since the inception of this idea, they're all a variation and a modification of uh, the one of these three, or in some cases, all three. Um, so you know when we say we can back up to disk. That's basically your data mover now can back up to disk. When people say, oh, we can back up to cloud, well, it's the mover now has a different destination. It can do tape, it can do disk, it can do cloud. So the, these have always been variations uh, of those three uh, main components. At some point, I like to believe that somebody's going to come in and say, you know what, uh, that's old. <laughs> you need to protect data without moving it. And there are, you know, some glimmers of that. Um, uh, I have some hopes in, in, the, in what we talked about as DRAS earlier. If you can, um, you know, there is technology today and then there is certainly science that can allow you to do predictive analytics too. So eventually you could predict a disaster uh, um, at some point. And, and disaster meaning in the sense that you could predict that a disruptive event is going to happen, whether it's external or internal, ransomware, um, yeah, you know, it's a statistical or, or a you know, predictive analytics um, discovery that's going to, you know, be able to narrow down those possibilities to, to a certain reasonable, you know, percentage. And if you can do that, think about that combined with DRAS. You know, let's say I can predict some disruption is going to happen. It uh, is telling me it's going to happen Thursday between, you know, 8 and noon. I can schedule my systems to uh, fail over to the cloud during that period of time or be before that happens. If the event occurs, I'm safe. I've, I beat it. If the event does not occur, you know, f falling back or failing back is, is not a, you know, it's not that expensive and it's not a, a big issue. So those are the, you know, the thoughts that, you know, uh, some people may, you know, want to reflect upon uh, both on the 
consumer uh, side, as in you know, the consumer of data protection, as well as the uh, the uh, manufacturers of uh, data protection applications and products. Okay, absolutely. Um, so I, I definitely, I, I agree with you 100% there, and I, I see it in, in a similar fashion as well. Uh, I really want to get your perspective and, and see, what do you think, I guess, how will the big players evolve? And do you think some of the smaller players will, will take take their market share? You know, how do you see this all playing out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's part of this evolution. Um, a lot of these um, big players have a very, very solid and robust base, uh, customer base. So, um, you know, the incentives there to kind of get uh, creative and, and start to uh, to use technologies that are a little bit more advanced, probably not, you know, it, you know it's not there. You'll see uh, some of the investments that has been put in the technology today expire first, and then uh, some creativity in the part um, of, um, you know, those big players to start to perhaps absorb those small players and, um, um, and uh, you know, leverage those technologies uh, and scale them up from a, you know, it's today a, a, um, a small, you know, protecting a thousand, ten thousand mailboxes to protecting an entire, um, you know, enterprise's um, email system, right? Um, taking some of the very early concepts of protecting, you know, some of the new technologies, uh, whether it's uh, virtualization or, uh, you know, containers. And then um, scaling that up and um, and and making it uh, you know widely available for those applications that may be using a hundred thousand containers you know per transaction or or per activity. Um, so so that's uh, but I think one prediction is safe is that you will see a lot of consolidation. Right, <clears throat> there are just too many players. There's just too many flavors, too many colors. And at some point, um, you know, something's going to have to happen to say, right. especially yeah. in the mid-market, yeah. you know, uh, where, you know, I've seen companies with a single, por- uh, uh, the, uh, a single company that has a portfolio that has two DRS applications or, you know, two uh, uh, virtualization uh, uh, strategies on how to protect a virtual environment. So, you know, all of that is going to have to, um, you know, come together. Okay. Yeah, that that's a it's a similar prediction around what what I've been saying as well is that uh, I I do see twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two being year of uh, data protection and backup consolidation. So you you're gonna see a lot a lot of acquisitions happen and you know maybe a few IPOs as well. But um, I, I definitely see see it being a a consolidation landscape, right? Yeah. And you know just also giving you an opportunity to to maybe do a, a, a small plug on, on Definer, you know, what, what you're up to right now. And before you do that, though, I, I really want to get into, um, you know, blockchain and we're not going to go necessarily into cryptocurrency, but I, I want to see what you think the role of blockchain is going to play in the backup and recovery industry in the future, though. Yeah, so we have talked about the uh, you know immutable backup, and blockchain allows you uh, technology that's uh, it's an immutable uh, general ledger um, of sorts, and so it has multiple uh, purposes. One of those purposes mm-hmm. is to use it for the cryptocurrency, and uh, and there are multiple blockchains that have, uh, and it's it's a phenomenal industry, and it's grown and it's been. 
uh, my passion the last two years. That's why now I've dedicated my time to uh, join Definer, which has a platform uh, for borrowing and lending um, uh, cryptocurrency. And this platform uses a blockchain. It has multiple uses, and I can see in the data protection industry having the ability to protect assets um, in a you know in a very specific way that can give that satisfaction or that um, peace of mind that um, you know that data is not only backed up but it's kind of you know hack uh, proof. Um, let me give you an example. Today, if you wanted to, um, if you owned a house and you had a title for the house, the the actual, really, the, the, the piece of paper, um, you know, can be falsified. And as we go into more electronic things, I mean, certainly that alone is not, is going to become less and less sufficient. What I think, yeah, what I think proves that you bought that house is the trail, the, the money trail that you, you went to a closing company, uh, there was a transaction, money moved from your from a certain bank to another bank, right? Well, with today's hacking capabilities and whatnot, um, uh, people have the ability to go and remove. Um, they're no longer interested in hacking the entire bank or all of the transactions. They go and target a certain transaction. And if they remove that evidence, then, you know, uh, that, and it's, it becomes really difficult and challenging to have to have a piece of paper that um, can be, you know, copied to prove uh, a certain transaction. Blockchain will uh, is offering the ability to create that transaction in an immutable platform that can keep it um, um, uh, that that cannot be modified. That is basically uh, is there for perpetuity. Yeah, I, I see that as being a part of the of, of the future as far as uh, backup and recovery and data protection is concerned. So I'm sure we will hear more about, you know, blockchain technology. And I, I was also familiar with a couple of other startup type companies that, you know, are, are also seeing the writing on the wall as far as, you know, using blockchain to do other things and, you know, the uh, ledger to do other things besides just, you know, financial um, industry, right? Right. So, yeah, um, I've I've really enjoyed the conversation and, and wanted to lead into the the closing gumbo question. And just just to warn you up front, it's kind of a toss up question, and it may not have anything to do with technology. So, just just want to prepare you. All right, all right. You know, what would you tell your sixteen year old self, Usama, um, if you had an opportunity to travel back in time? to secretly change your destiny? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, question. Um, you know, because we always want to be, you have the energy of youth and, and, you know, do things differently. From what I, you know, have seen and what I know about specifically, you know, this industry and just life in general, I, um, um, th there's a lot of things. I mean, obviously I would buy stock in, in some companies that, uh, uh, that have done very, very well. But here's the, the uh, interesting reaction that I uh, get every time I think about this. I have been very, very lucky, uh, you know, since that uh, young age of 16. And, and if I go back, uh, I'm not sure the repetition of the events, the way they unfolded will be as lucky, uh, would make me as lucky as, as I was. Uh, so... 
um, um, I, I'd rather, um, you know, I would tell myself, uh, do exactly what, uh, uh, what you did. Uh, it, you know, it turned out uh, um, great. <laughs> And then, you know, and stay the course and, and just uh, enjoy uh, the future. Um, so really appreciate, you know, the time that you've taken out of your day. I am uh, really looking forward to seeing, you know, what Definer is, is going to bring out into the industry uh, moving forward in the future. Maybe I'll, I'll also bring you on to, to do another episode. It'd be a pleasure and honor to be here again. Okay, absolutely. And I, I forgot to ask you, is, is there a way that uh, maybe the gumbo listeners can you know follow you on social media or, or reach out to you. Yes, I'm on LinkedIn and um, on Twitter at uh, Usama E. So that's first name and first initial of the last name. Um, and those are a, a couple of uh, good places to um, um, to follow and to um, you know. Uh, come in contact and stay in touch all right well it's definitely been a pleasure uh, having this conversation and uh, until next time so thank you for coming on the gumbo take care demetrius thank you for listening to data protection gumbo please follow us on twitter at dpg podcast and join our backup and recovery professionals linkedin group just search Backup and Recovery Professionals on LinkedIn, and you will find the group. And until next time, Gumbo listeners, have a fantastic week.